Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We showed up to that dude's house like in the middle of LA. It was like a random ass front porch. Yeah. He didn't even let you inside to test out the guitar. He brought it to the front door. Yeah. <laughs> it, like plugged into an shitty. amp inside. Like, yeah, just give me the phone. I ain't come out. I'm not come all the way out here and not leave with something. <laughs> <laughs> and you got fucking COVID the next day. I was in the car with you all day. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> Missed the Super Bowl because you were Dude. fucking COVID positive. Couldn't taste or smell a thing, but I was still dipping my pizza in ranch. That's like the ultimate fat move. You can't taste it, but you're it's just like second it's nature. It's a mental yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And it really is. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals. They're about to make that very What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast, the podcast where we like to check in, the podcast where we like to normalize checking in on our homies. I'm Mike. That is also Mike. For episode 84, we have a very special guest today. He's been a guitar player for some of Riverside's greatest bands. He's uh, he's sold more merch single-handedly for Pure Noise than anyone. Facts. He is a mortgage pimp. Is, how we, is that? I don't know if that's a proper term. Um, but it's our, our good buddy. We lived together at one point. It's our boy Christopher Williams. Hi, guys. Look at this. Look at this. Dude, people, Look at right, us. Right, now, right now, people are like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's Chris. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I thought about it too late, but in honor of you, I wanted to hit it with a... Oh, well, yeah. we should have. <laughs> I should have texted you about that earlier, dude. We should have done it. <clears throat> Next time, I'm, I'm gonna ask you something. I want you to answer honestly, Chris. Did I did I guilt trip you into coming? <laughs> into coming? <laughs> into, into coming today? Yeah. No, not at all, man. You re- you rallied. I 
are we gonna put this out for I mean, I, I'm I mean, just, I'm gonna have to put the, I'm just saying you but you rallied we can say you yeah, were, you it, were feeling a little under the weather it was mm-hmm. one of those like you were like hey man you you kind of inspired me a little bit but I was just like I gotta do this I gotta do this I gotta do this. and then I was like you know what I'm gonna do this and okay I like that know, better than guilt tripping inspired inspiration I text Mike I was like oh, he's like he's not gonna be able to make it he's like oh bummer and then like you know a little bit later I was like I was like, he's rallying. He's gonna, he's gonna do it. Wait a minute. I was like, I think I guilt tripped. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've, I've, I've been excited about coming on and, and hanging out and everything like mm-hmm. that. And since I'm in town, it's kind of perfect. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Christopher has, has, oh, has been a California native. Mm-hmm. And how long ago did you move to Georgia? A year. Wow. Like we just, we just passed the year mark. Wow. Yeah. Man, it's been it's been good, man. So he's taking his talents to Georgia. Yes, taking him to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I've never lived outside of California, so I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, sh- I probably should have got more advice from this guy over here. <laughs> like, what kind if of? Effect? Only you knew someone. If only yeah. you knew someone who used to live right where around the areas that yeah. he used to live in, you know. Yeah, I should I should have hit you up for more advice, but we just kind of like sold a house and let's let's get out of here. At, when you first told me you were gonna move, I, I really was like, "Ice full of shit. He's not really gonna leave," you know. No. And then when you were leaving, I was like, "Where, where are you going? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly it happened quick. So, like originally we were looking in like the like the Nashville area, mm-hmm. and we just saw homes like going through the roof. And I'm like, yeah, I to, that's California prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might as well stay here. But then we started looking around Georgia and everything. And originally we were like I told you we were looking in your old area. Mm-hmm. Like the Alpharetta area, and then we just settled in like the Ackworth area, which is it's awesome. We really like it. Yeah, awesome. It's a it it's like we were kind of talking about this before. It's it's so jarring almost to to drive down the freeway in Georgia, and it's so like beautiful, right? Like there's green everywhere. There's woods and and you know it's humid, but it's like it's it's just so nice wherever you look. Like there's not there's not there's just, not just like industrial yeah. buildings everywhere. <clears throat> and then you like, come oh, out here and it's like oh there's fucking shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So. <clears throat> so but no it's super nice. We really like it. Having a good time out there. The humidity is something we had to get used to. Yeah. Because everybody was like I feel like anywhere you go it's always like this where they're they're like oh this is the worst it's ever been. You came yeah. at the wrong time. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it was with everyone like this is the worst summer we've had and I can't I can't remember how long. Eighty-seven. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and it's just it feels just as bad. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's like this is what it felt like last year. And maybe it's because I'm a little overweight and it, <laughs> it hits me a little harder than the average person. But it uh, it it I'm used to it now. It I, one of the things that used to like really just like fuck me up is I would you know you'd go outside and back then I was younger so you're hanging out with the the homies playing basketball whatever it is right. People are into tennis. A lot of people play tennis. A lot of people. So um, you'd play tennis and you'd go home and you're drenched in sweat and you'd jump in the shower, rinse off, take a shower, get all fresh. You step out of the shower, you're fucking sweating again, like just instantly covered. It's, yeah, it's <clears throat> troubling for yeah. sure. It's a bummer. But uh, I, I try to stay inside when I can. Like I go outside once after I come back, like I ain't going out again. Do you take care of your own lawn out there? Heck no. <laughs> The, lo- the the lawns are so we got wait, wait, are there are there Mexicans out there uh, yeah but <laughs> my my gardener is a white guy named Matt okay <laughs> oh, he probably a- grew up in that town too <laughs> a real sweet sweet man in fact 
Um, Taking all our jobs. In fact, can I? Can I? Am I allowed to pull my phone out? Yeah, dude. He sent me this text message the other day, and I couldn't tell if he was hitting on me or not. <laughs> <laughs> because let me let me just show you guys what it said. Um, he's that like, this is your. He's like, he's like I've trained a lot of yards. <laughs> no, it was something way. I I hope I kept it. Please tell me I kept it. So let, let me ask this: Does does Matt come out himself to work on your your lawn, or does all he by, have a crew? All by himself, man. Oh. Um, all by himself. He's like this buff, like kind of, kind of looks like Howie Mandel, but, oh, okay. but he's like buff. Um, <clears throat> I'd have I'd have taken that as a compliment if he was hitting on me. <clears throat> well, you know you can search through messages to find their name, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I have his name saved. Lawn. There it is, Matt Lawn Solutions. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Send it to me at 4.07 on July 6th. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. Okay. You have nice carpet-like grass, clean and thick. <laughs> Literally, that's all it said. And you left him on I red? Left, I left him on red. I was like, yeah, dude, that's enough. Dang, that got me a little... I got a little... It's like it got warmer in here. Yeah. yeah. So that's... Uh... Did you open that in front of Kristen? <laughs> Uh, nothing. Who's Matt Long nothing. guy? Yeah. That was nothing. I text Chris and I was like, "Is, it, is our long, long guy hitting on me? I'm like, what's going on here?" So yeah, but he's great dude, real, real professional. We don't have like a back, like our backyard just all trees. Yeah. So it's like he only has to take care of the front yard, which is nice. But our front yard's huge. So it's like I looked at it. Hand of God, I bought a lawnmower and mm-hmm. I bought all the, all the fixings to go with it. Ran it once. I was like, I ain't doing There's this. no way. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Got myself a, a, a yard guy. My my parents' house, I remember, because I would mow the lawn as a kid to make a little extra scratch, like, you know. And the house was like this. So you're mowing the lawn, and, like, it's great coming down, but then you hit that fucking the incline. upward incline, and you're like, the <laughs> fuck this? This sucks. And then, <laughs> So it was like, you know. Well, I felt real weird, to be real honest with you, because I can't, I've never mowed a lawn before. And really? I, yeah, dude. Like, I lived in apartments or, you know, I had a lawn guy at my last house okay, and everything. Yeah. And so I had never owned a lawnmower before. And I'm out there, and I'm pretty sure my neighbors are just laughing at me because I'm <laughs> messing with it. I can't. You know how to change levels. I, and... I didn't. I went into my grass, and I just gave it a crew cut. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. And then I figured it out, and I did it once. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. That's fair. So hey, you gave it the old college try. Yeah. I did, and I even tried to sell it, mm-hmm. and like people were like, "Oh, it's an electric." Like, no thanks. <laughs> electric lawnmower. Like, what are you doing? Was it the the, the, the Ryobi like Home no, Depot brand? No, I, I went. Um, what's uh, it's the red, red and black. Uh, Mil- Milwaukee. No, no. Grassman. There we go. Oh, okay. There was a sale. Yeah. That's fair. I was at Lowe's and. I was looking for I wasn't looking for a lawnmower and I found why are we talking about lawnmowers? All I can think about is uh what kind of wildlife is in the grass. Uh, oh dude. Because Jordan's dad, I was talking to him and, and like kind of like in passing, he's like something about yeah, yeah, I I've, I've always mowed the lawn. And then he threw it out there, he's like he's like, I find snakes. Yeah, you've you'll find snakes, mm-hmm. you'll find like frogs. Frogs um, in the grass, just chilling. Yeah, hiding. So, um, yeah. there's ants like the size of Guatemala. These things, like you got to put a leash on them, man. They're called carpenter ants. Uh, yeah. Scariest thing. It's like I feel like I'm in Honey I Shrunk Kids. 
It's the like giant, giant insects. I don't like that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I told you last night I won't go into my basement. I refuse to go into my basement. There's bugs down there. It's quiet. Wait, you haven't you turned into, you turn into your man cave? Kristen wants me down there so bad. She's like, <laughs> get out of it. She's because like, we have the bar like right when you walk in the house. There's a bar on the left hand side, and I have yeah. like three TVs up where I watch all all the football games on yeah. Sundays. And she, like we have an 18 month old baby, and she goes, "I gotta get you down in the. Th- I can't take you yelling fuck one more time." <laughs> I'm like, "What if I just whisper it?" Finish finish basements are big like. Uh, no, it's it's righteous, but our basement's like two thousand square feet. Like that's, that's a, a yeah, lot. That's, that's a lot. lot to take care of. Dude, that's a, <clears throat> it's a house. That's man, bigger man. than my house. That's, your, that's the beat lab. You can do Yeah, we can do yeah. we can do a lot of things with it, but um yeah, no plans yet. But it's Kristen eventually does does want to do it. So I I believe we will. That's sick. That's sick. The good old Georgia life, man. I, I miss it, but at the same time part of me doesn't part of me misses like the the people out there and like everybody's friendly and super everybody's friendly. you know super like almost small town like hey how you doing good to see you you know out here you're like hey what's up like fuck you hey. <laughs> thanks bro yeah everybody moves real slow out there too mm-hmm. i'm coming from california we're like oh shoot i got 15 minutes to get somewhere i'm gonna stop and get a quick burrito like out there <laughs> you're like no and i'm probably the only one that stops to get a quick burrito <laughs> you know um, but out there, you know, you stop and you're just like, man, I'm 30 minutes late. And yeah, it's, everybody moves real slow out there. It talks slow too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to get used to the, the, like businesses, big businesses are randomly closed. They like Mondays, not open mm-hmm. Sundays, like hit or miss Sundays. It's wild. Like. I remember Chris and I went out and we were like, it's Sunday, it's a great day outside, let's go out and let's just kind of make a day of it. So we left at like 10 a.m. and we're like, it's Sunday, nothing's open yet. Yeah. It's either they're not open or they're not open yet. They're at church. Yeah. And the police out there, all they do is direct school traffic and church traffic. That's all they do. So it could just be my area, I don't know, but we see cops like just driving and the only time we see them stop is when they're directing traffic. (laughs) I don't think I've seen anybody write a ticket. It never been pulled over. Never. Nothing. <clears throat> never. Dang. Well, it's a lifestyle Mike signing himself up for too. Well, yeah. You know, good old good old Southern boy. Like <laughs> <laughs> opposite. If I'm going in, you're going to be going into the heart of the beast, dude. So um, so we brought up a or Mike brought up a good point is that you are one of the first guests sit on this couch who has played in a band with the both of us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Different, different bands, different bands. Yeah. And, uh, don't really know where I was going with that topic. It's just Mm -hmm. something that I kind of wanted to point out. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's go, let's go back. Chris, what was your, what's your first guitar memory? Everyone doesn't know. Chris is a bonafide riffer. This is shreddy Kruger. For real. Uh, um, I remember my, my, like in seventh grade, I was like really into baseball and everything growing mm-hmm. up as a kid mm-hmm. and I would always be outside. But then as soon as I got a guitar, I was like, all I want to do is play guitar. And so I would just sit there and I remember I got the Dookie record and then this is in like 97. So I got the Dookie record and then I got, um, the, this was right when uh, dude ranch came out and I would sit there and I don't know how to like read music or anything like that. Yeah. 
So I would just sit there and I would just listen to these records and I would find the notes and just try to play along and everything like that. And that's how I learned how to play was, and then, you know, I just started fooling around and yeah, but, um, real, that's like my earliest memory. And I was doing all this on an acoustic guitar. I got like, an acu like this really cheap acoustic guitar. It was crap. <laughs> And I put stickers all over it, and then finally, like, when I graduated eighth grade or something, my mom got me this really cheap, like, electric <laughs> guitar combo amp thing Sick. for, like, 200 bucks or whatever. Like, the, the, the starter pack? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's like an eighth grade promotion at Guitar Center. Like, yeah. They're, just, <laughs> uh, they're advertising it, and that, I was just jam on that every single day, every chance I got. I, I was fully preparing for you to say Dave Matthews, and I was <laughs> just trying to my best have a poker face to be like, well, no. Dave came later, dude. Dave, like, after I actually learned what I was doing, then I started buying the Dave records. I used to play the Dave. We can get, go down a rabbit hole on this one, guys. I bought the Live at Lutheran College, man. Luther College, yeah. Live, and it was Dave and Tim Reynolds, and I was hooked, and I would just play along. That I would figure it out, and but big Dave guy here. I'm going to see him on the 25th, actually. Where? Uh, I don't know, but it's outdoors in <laughs> July in Atlanta. <laughs> so whatever it is, going to be the the, the love for Dave has always been something that just baffled me, but also <laughs> like I I like remember. You'd be writing riffs, or you'd be writing songs, and it'd be like, oh, dude, this is sick. You're like, yes, yeah, it's a Dave riff I ripped off. A thousand fucking just tweaked. I was like, what? I'd take a Dave Matthews band riff, and I would literally just, like, turn it around. <laughs> just make it heavy. Or I'd take the exact same thing. I'd just move, like, because we were always down-tuned. Yeah. And I would just, yeah, this is a Dave, like, little riff thing. We're going to make it, put it in a metal song. <laughs> so sick. Yeah. I did it with no bragging rights. I did it with us, especially, Creative Void, especially. Yeah. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it's really it's really weird how that came, like came to fruition. Mm -hmm. But Dave's got some some tasty licks. Mike, get on get on the train. Silent radio silence. <laughs> no, no, he's trying his hardest to be I polite about so, the situation. So, so you're not the only person who tried to get me on the Dave train. I want you understand that. And the most recent one was my friend Davey, and he's just like, he's like, I know how you feel about Dave Matthews, like, but I'm gonna show you this video. Let it play. At the end of it, if you don't like it, I won't do this shit again. I was like, all right. So like, he puts it on. It's like a live, it's a live video. I don't know what song it was. It's going. It's like I got. I waited like two minutes until I was just like, can you imagine being a musician, being that good at your instrument, but you're in Dave Matthews' band? So he just like stopped the video. He's like, you know what? Yeah, if you don't appreciate <laughs> this, he's like, you know what? This was a mistake. I was like. This I gave it two minutes, man. Oh, I gave it two minutes. Oh man, you don't appreciate it, Mike. It's fine. You're a, you're who? You're not even a Buble fan. Who? Who's that guy that you like? I don't know. Who's that guy? That I don't know. Remember when I, I put it on the internet or something like who would win in a fist fight between uh, Dave Matthews and Josh Groban? Josh Groban. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Dave how. That's won. how. If anyone doesn't know, that's how Chris hurt, tries to hurt me. <laughs> He goes, he goes after he knows that I I used to own several Josh Groban live DVDs. Dude, you would so. watch them like on your own. Yeah, <laughs> just by yourself. Yeah, I yeah. walk in and Matt or Mike's just like crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, dude, this guy. Does Dave make you cry? That's between me and Dave, <laughs> right? Yes, he does. 
There's a song called <clears throat> Stone. It makes me cry every time. Is there a broken vow? <laughs> so... <laughs> I just, I just, we we need to push through this. We just need to go. So when um, (coughs) Chris's first band, uh, seal of approval. Yeah, and then man, what a terrible name, right? You want to know how I got that name? Hmm. I had a skateboard. It wasn't probably wasn't even mine. You know, I think it was Dave's, and he had a Flame Boy sticker on there, and it said seal of approval underneath. And we like had a show coming up, and we didn't have a name. So I was like, we need a name. So I said that. I was like. After we play, I was like, man, this is bad. <laughs> but we're stuck with it now. The show that you play, is that the one we played with you guys? Uh, at, Yes, at the skating rink. Where we met. Yeah, what a time, man. Wait, that... you guys met at a skating rink? Sure did. At, I mean, we were, uh, Roller City? We're... Yeah, it was yeah. Roller City. Yeah. <clears throat> they put on a big show there. Mm-hmm. And they, like, for a while, they were putting on shows at Roller City. And then the very first show is what we, we did. And... It wasn't on the actual like roller rink. It was like off to the side where you'd have like, like arcade birthday areas. parties. Yeah, and, and they made like a makeshift stage and everything. And then I remember I saw Mike's band play, and I came up to him afterwards. I was like, "Man, you guys are really good." Blah blah blah. We exchanged phone numbers. I didn't have a cell phone, so I gave him my house phone number. Mm-hmm. And then, like a week or two later, I got a random call. Oh, like act, no, it was a it was a voice voice message. Yeah, a voicemail on the home the home home recorder. Yeah. Was it long winded? Like, was uh, it a long know. message or? No, it wasn't really long winded at all. But my mom was like, hey, a guy left a message for you. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so when I listened to the message, I was like, who the hell is this? Yeah. Like, I didn't know who it was. And I was like, oh. And he was inviting me to a show at Muggsy's. Muggsy's okay. Coffee Shop. Yeah. So this is crazy. I <clears throat> legitimately, I started at this real estate company. I started working as like a property manager like three weeks ago, like before this. Okay. And then the show got, the, the, it got called off for being too loud, was it? It was, I know, I think it was just it was like packed. packed. It was like overcrowded. Yeah, it was crazy. So I was like, me, you know, wanting to be the, I want to get in, I want to be cool with these guys. I call up my boss and, at the real estate company. And I was like, hey, do you mind if we bring the show up to your house? Mind you, she lives in like the rich area of Riverside. Mm-hmm. We bring like 250 kids up there to her little backyard. What? Yeah, and put on this show, which is crazy. She, they were out slinging like pigs in a blanket or something like, <laughs> like, like snacks. And then they had like this above ground spa, mm-hmm. and you know you you put like a like a cover over it. Yeah, yeah. Some people were sitting on there, and they broke it and like sprink- fell in. Yeah, sprinklers were broken and everything. Oh my gosh! And then I felt so bad, and I had a talk with her the next day, and she's like, "Hey, that was a little more than we bargained for," and. Yeah, we're gonna dock your paycheck. <laughs> Fair. How much did they take out of your check? Man, I don't know. It was like it was like every <clears throat> couple of weeks or not. Like I knew her daughter. Oh, okay. So like, uh, and that's how I got in with them, and I just felt comfortable enough. Apparently, yeah. Like, hey, man, can we play this hardcore show? I'm not even playing. I'm I'm a, I'm a spectator. Yeah. So, I just want my friends to play this punk yeah, show. It was a fun show. A lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> Like caravan, basically. Yeah, we just all just got in our cars and went up. That was when shows were like, well, this was before like the MySpace days and everything. Yeah, that was when like show like people were actually like stoked to go to shows. 
where you'd have to find out about them through like a hand flyer or oh, your man. friends just telling you. You'd have to go to like a Kinko's and then you'd print like four on a page and you'd have to hand cut them yep. yourself and everything. Well, I think I think that Ruler City, like that show, like that, it was like you guys, us, and like Oblige. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a bunch of other locals. I think locals. Grounded played too, I right? think Grounded too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what a sick ass show though. Like Dude, I remember it was like right after the Orange Festival or Orange Blossom mm-hmm. Festival. And me and the guys, we made up all these flyers and we passed them all over the orange. It was our sick. first show, dude. So yeah. we were like a little a little jazzed. And uh seal of approval, dude. Yeah, whoa, man, what a <laughs> And then we went I doubled down and went with second chance. I changed our name to Second Chance. Nice. Yeah. So and we played with played with that band for a little while and then i went to uh, i i started playing in a band called hit the switch and i feel like i invited myself in mm-hmm. because i met matt <clears throat> in some fa- i don't know how i met matt i can't remember but he's like i remember i borrowed his amp once and as i was returning he's like hey man if you know any guitarists like looking to like we're, we're auditioning guitarists i was like i know how to play guitar I'll <laughs> so i went and auditioned and like joined hit the switch which was really cool because they're a really good band. Yeah, they're still a really good band. Yeah, it was, it was rad. I so Chris was not hit the switch. We all like were fans of it. I was I was thinking about this last night. I'm on that record. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, man, you were yelling. Got to yeah, got to some hollering. gangs in there. Um, and then we just we started hanging out a lot more. You mean Ryan? Mm-hmm. And then. I mean, we were yeah. playing together all the time. Yeah, like, hit the switch and no bragging rights. We're playing together all the time, so it was like kind of, kind of a natural way for us to hang out. Yeah, but even like in all that, like we, our bands were playing together, but you were always hanging out with us. Yes, I never hung out with my band. Yeah, <laughs> never. never. Like it was, it was like, and we'd go to Chris. Like all, I have like, mem- I don't even know what else we would do, but I have like so many memories of us like going to your places, watching like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like, drinking and watching Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and. Uh, I wasn't working at the Pizza Bowl. I was working at Stater Brothers, I think, then. So I still didn't have a cell phone. Everybody else had a cell phone. Mike had the, like, brick cell phone. Mm-hmm. And, like, w- like nowadays, you know, you score your social media. Like, Mike, he was playing Snake. Playing Snake, dude. dude. He yeah. was unreal with Snake. I was so fucking good at Snake. And Mike's phone, I'll never forget this. Mike had this random thing on his phone to where if somebody called him, he could <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. put his phone up and hear who it is. Like, like... You could hear them talking before you actually answered it. So I'd be like, nope. Yeah, oh, exactly. weird. Yeah. yeah. It was Dude, re- I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I remember it, Mike. Because I was like, I remember I would be calling from like a random number. I didn't have a phone. I'd be like, Mike, oh, Mike. pick up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you could just screen the calls before they even... Dude, it was such nobody's a... Nobody's number was saved. Yeah. No, it was such a dream for me. I love that. I miss that. I, I mean, to be fair, you do that now. That's true. You just have like 782 missed calls and 684 messages and 1,584 emails or some shit. Yeah, you keep that stacked, I'm, don't you? I'm going better. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I was like, dude, I got my text messages down to 150. What are they at now? What? 250? Michael, <laughs> just, just check them. I do, I feel like. Do you have your red messages on? Or red receipts or whatever on? I don't know, dude. Because they don't know if you read them or not. But just read them. <laughs> that doesn't see, stress you the out? The problem is... Nah. I mean, the problem is... Uh, I'll, like, sometimes I'll see text and I'll just respond in my head. Yeah. 
It solves the problem. Yeah, wizard, <laughs> wizardry over here. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I text Mike and I'm sitting here and I go, "Oh fuck, yeah, he he responded." <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't stress you out. What seeing all like the seeing just like this large number sitting there, just anxious. No, what stresses me out is having to go address all those <laughs> all those messages. Dude, what about just a mass delete and reset? I've thought about that. But I feel like there's some like text messages of like things that I probably need. Don't tell me that because I will. I'll delete all of it. <laughs> How often I'll do you go back right to find things in your messages? Uh, well, I always use the the search thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I have like random passwords for shit. You know. Well, that's fair. <clears throat> but, dude. So, um, yeah. So there was a. I kind of. I felt bad, but at the same time, I didn't because I was like, dude, you're you're more of like Arthur. You don't hang out with Hit the Switch guys. Mm -hmm. We were needing a guitar player. Actually, we weren't. We had one. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone who doesn't know, I was the one who had to do the... I was the one who had to deliver the news always. Always. Yeah. Except, except for you, once. To be fair, you got really good at it. Yeah. You had a little speech written down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had, I, we had to tell our, our buddy Mike, Mike, Mike D., uh, that he was out and sorry bud and then we <clears throat> drunkenly told chris or asked him if he wanted to join us at a volleyball game so yeah we used to do <laughs> let's let's get real, let's get real weird right now we used to do this real it, looking back it's creepy uh-huh but we were obviously graduated from high school we were in our 20 we were over 21 we could legally buy booze right yep. and we would do so and go to my apartment and we would just consume and and get a little drunk or whatever and then we would go watch Ryan's girlfriend's volleyball games at high school. <laughs> it's not as creepy because they're married. They're yeah, married they're now. married now. We were, and we were, in, in fairness, we were all in high school together at one yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just like just a twenty-one-year-old just showing up at high school, like reliving their glory days. Yeah. We were, really, we were, we were there mostly, like basically <laughs> heckle. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was kind of like the you know you asking out a prom date. That's mm. kind of how it went down. I, it was kind of like this. I was sitting right in between them. And they just kind of like, hey man, do you wanna? I know you're gonna hit the switch, but do you wanna just like kind of play for our band? And I think we gotta ask you if you wanna do both, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, man. We, I mean, we play together all the time anyway. Why not? Mm. And so I told to hit the switch, guys, and that didn't go over well. They weren't mad or anything, but they were just like, you can't be committed to two bands. And I'm like, committed. Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt probably said something more like, you can't be. You can't serve two masters. Yeah, yeah. Matt was very <laughs> articulate. What he said. Matt was very articulate with what he said. Um, and then I remember we played a show at the Vibe, or no, was it at? No, it wasn't at the Vibe. Um, it was at some place over in downtown Riverside, but it wasn't the Vibe. Um, it was the. Um... It was right next to like a steakhouse. It was in the same like, like, like the Spunky Steer or something like that. It was in the same like, uh, sure. parking lot. But I remember Hit the Switch and O'Brien Rides played together, and then after the show, they're like, "Hey man, yeah, we uh," that's when they're like, "You can't, you know, you can't be 100% committed to two bands." I'm like, "We just played Riverside together, man. It's yeah. not like we're going on tour." <laughs> yeah, neither of us has any. Yeah. And if you have the like, if you have the the ability to just pull double duty and be fine with it, I don't. Yeah, which I get. Like, right after <clears throat> I, I think, it might have been right when I was like on my outs. They got signed to Nitro. Mm. Like, Hit the Switch got signed to Nitro Records. 
And so, I mean, I get it. Like, they were legitimately trying yeah, to Yeah, it was going to be a series. Especially Nitro. That was in their heyday. They had yeah. AFI. They had mm-hmm. Rufio. What else did they have? Uh, I mean, Offspring. Offspring. Um, but, yeah, Nitro was, like, a big deal. Yeah. And so I, like, I was like, yeah, this... <laughs> Dodge the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Just, just like, man. Thanks, like, sorry, Chris. Talking about your all-time backfires, dude. <laughs> Yeah. But are they happy? You know, are they happy? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, they hit the switch days and like the transition No Bragging Rights was was real fun. And I remember mm. the first show I played with No Bragging Rights, it was at Showcase. And I didn't know all the songs. I had to learn one of the songs on Soundcheck. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And we were, I think we played with like All That Remains or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, All That Remains. Yeah. yeah. Like a huge show. It's so random. I know. We do we we like I like I forget like we we've MBRs played with Haste Today twice mm-hmm. showcase, um, dude we, yeah there's some random bands we, we, played, we with. played with some big bands there. Do yeah. you do you remember? Do you remember auditioning our our drummer? I do I remember, I, I remember auditioning Martin. It was at our <laughs> friend Heather's house. It was oh, at, that's right, it was, it was at Heather's house because we didn't have a place to practice, and then Martin only had. <laughs> I remember Martin, he, one of his, like, his double pedal broke. And so yeah. he's like, guys, I swear I could play double bass. I swear. And right away, we're both like, I was like, like oh, what an excuse. Like, this guy's one of those guys. Makes yeah, one of those guys. That guy. Oh, okay. I just, you know, the, I've heard that before, Martin. But he yeah. said that before he started playing, though, right? Yeah. 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 He was setting up, and he's like, my double kick broke. Well, I swear I could play double kick. And we're like, this is going south already. Yeah, we're like, all right. To be fair, all these years later, a lot of times his double kick pedal is still broken. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but I remember like, the, it's like just on his hands, we're like, holy shit. Yeah, we were like, and the one, do you remember how I, how I found Martin? Yeah. He tried out as a singer for, for Laverne's band. And then Laverne hit me up because I remember we were thinking about bringing Laverne in because mm-hmm. we needed a drummer. And he goes, Laverne, God bless him. He was just full Full transparent. He's like, hey, man, I'm not good enough. But there's this guy that tried out for our singer. You guys got to talk to him. I was like, what? It's funny hearing that also from from Laverne's side, too, because I guess he was having like a, a panic attack as soon as Martin started playing drums over there. He was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get replaced. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. My drums could do that. <laughs> Dude, I, I filled in on a couple guitar sh- like shows for Laverne's band, too. And I remember I was like being the fill-in and their, and their singer. I can't remember his name. But he was like bossing me around and stuff. And like while we were going to the show, I was like, "Hey, dude, you know I'm doing you the f- like. Yeah. This isn't my gig. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't even want. I don't want to be here. I'm yeah. helping you out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We were we played at what was that? What was that venue in L.A. that had all those different like rooms with stages? It was one big building. The Knitting Factory. Knitting Factory. Yeah, we played at the Knitting Factory. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a. Uh, and I didn't know. I was just kind of winging the jams. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <clears throat> you didn't need to learn songs, you know. You just I did the same thing with Planes Crash. I filled in for Planes Crash. Oh, that's right, dude. I filled in. I, I was like the the Riverside Nomad. I filled in for Planes Crash. <laughs> I fit. Uh, um, what's their name? Um, well, I did that Europe tour with uh, the American Scene. American Scene, yeah. Um, Forever came calling. I played a chain. At, I played a show at Chain with them. <laughs> I'm just, just like, yeah, get Chris. I'll do it. He's not doing anything. <laughs> 
Mm. And now, now you don't even have a, an electric guitar to your name. I've got an acoustic. I play a lot of Dave on it. <laughs> I'm happy you're playing, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, so you, friend who doesn't, Chris is on the uh, our awesome music video for because you believe. The great one, great video, great video. Um, and then, actually, I I'm sure I, I knew this. I knew this at some point. It's just been a long time. How did Creative Void start? <laughs> Creative Void start. Oh, dude, it started with you, you and Jake. Jake hit me up. This is like, I don't know, maybe uh like six months or something after I left NBR, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, man." Do you uh, have any interest in helping our band? Like when he was in that band, Radio Suicide. Mm. Uh, do you have any interest in like helping our band write some jams? And I'm like, not particularly. Like, but. I didn't <laughs> and so we I were talking and whatnot, and he flew me up to the Bay Area, um, and I stayed with him for like two weeks, and I wrote like three or three jams or something, and I showed like we showed his band at band practice, and like nobody dug him. I think Miguel didn't like them. Yeah, Miguel, right? and I, I don't even know if Moses liked them. I can't remember. Jake liked them. And so Jake was already on the outs. He was already like, man, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he just got to the point where he was like, let's just start our own band. And Jake did the most savage move ever. He stripped the Radio Silence MySpace page and put <laughs> put our band on it. Creative Void. Yeah. Just a little hot swap. Yeah. Oh man. Sorry, guys. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I knew that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's what happened. So we we already had a like fifty thousand fans <laughs> like before we recorded our first demo. Our we recorded our first demos at Blue Room. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was I was I was in college at that time. I was sitting at RCC, <laughs> and I was texting. You were texting me. And Austin was sitting next to me mm-hmm. and he, I was like, yo, Chris just hit me up about like possibly like trying out and doing vocals for this new band that he's starting. And Austin's like, oh, you should do it. I was like, okay. And so they, they had these three songs and I, I think I wrote before we even knew it would all sound like together. I wrote and then just met them at, like we all met at Blue Room. And um, I mean, I'd met Jake before from Radio Suicide mm-hmm. uh, and then Steve I didn't even like that was the first day I ever met him and he was just hanging because Martin recorded Martin recorded the drums drums for for the first three Creative Void songs. What? Yeah. And so Steve um, apparently had like hadn't played double pedal was just listening. And as soon as he had a mix of like what the songs were going to be, he like, all right, guys, nice to meet you and left and took like the, the first few songs. And I, I came in. I didn't know if I was actually going to be, if they were going to say yes to me being in the band or not. I just came in, recorded, recorded, I think like the first song. Mm-hmm. And then I just heard when the talk back mic turned back on, I just heard Jacob. Yep. Send it. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Dang. Wait, so you, so you just showed up and you're. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Your recording session was your first time jamming. Jamie with the band? Yeah. Because they just sent me three, like the three songs, I think. Probably the three was, songs that you guys I wrote. I literally recorded, like, I took videos or whatever on our cell phone and just played played along with it. And I <laughs> sent them down to, I think I just texted them to Mike or something like that. And I was like, this is what we got, man. Figure it out. Yeah. So. And I mean, the, those those songs eventually evolved and, and like, lyrically changed. Mm-hmm. But for the first run, we just, just showed up. And then do that you remember, was... Do you remember what the songs were? I don't. I do. They were all they were all punk punk ones. They ended up on the first record. I want to say like one of them was Gotham, probably. Yes. Um. Um. I don't even remember the names. Of maybe. The songs. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember which songs they were. Um. But yeah, they were more of like the just f- fast punk. They were all. That, yeah. That's what Jake told me. He's like, "This is what I'm <clears throat> going for." Well, I'm going for like a comeback kit thing. And I was like, "Okay, it's easy." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And then we, and put out, we put out this three-song thing. Yeah, we, we took those three songs and just burned probably like thousands of blank CDRs. <laughs> Funny story. So we would go to like uh, like Chain and we'd hang these out. The Ghost Inside, when they, they were still very small, we gave them a copy of it. And we found this out like, I think I found this out like two years later when I did my first Warped Tour. Um, Vigil was he goes I, I told him yeah we met you know at chain whatever and he goes your CD was stuck in our vans thing <laughs> for like a year yeah, yeah. and they couldn't so get it they, out that's all they could listen to was our van <laughs> <laughs> and they said they they were trying to figure out who we were but we were stupid and we put the label on the CD and not on the oh cover <laughs> so the, those three songs just played in the Ghost and Size van for like a year <laughs> and they didn't know who we were <laughs> just it was Weird. just the go-to. And by the time they found out who we were, they were they just blew up. Yeah. So. Dang. Yeah. But. Wait. So then. So then was getting the bear getting Austin in the band was that you is that you Mike or? Yeah, I I think um, I think it was just like, oh, we're gonna get another guitar player, and I said Austin can play, and I think you guys started jamming together, mm-hmm. and it just worked. Um, Austin was super easy because he was good, but um, he was one of those guys that like just never practiced. So I was yeah. like, "Hey man, I need you to play this," and then he would figure it out. But like, then he'd come to the next band practice. He's like, "Oh man, I forgot it." <laughs> uh, yeah, but he could play it, and then it was always like that. And then eventually we started practicing. Like, oof. we yeah. started practicing uh, a couple times a week, and then Austin, Austin, we get it. But Austin was like, he was never all in. No, yeah, he he was in for the fact that like, yo, this is fun for me. Right. But it wasn't like a, this is what I want to do. You know, he wasn't like definitely as soon as he left creative void, he, I don't think he ever picked up a guitar again. Hmm. Um, we all thought like it was what we wanted to do. And then we did our first West coast run and we all got sick. Everybody got, yeah. And then after that, we're like, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. Dude, we got a fucking uh, like somebody got like basically the swine flu was the big thing yeah. at the time. Uh, I think Jake got strep throat. Uh, 
I remember, I'll never forget, I, or what's his name? Steve was real sick. And I was like, hey, man, let's go get Thai food. And Steve just, like, mowing down <laughs> Thai food, just, like, snot running down his face. His eyes just, like, welled up. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that first, as fun as it was, it was miserable. Um, because I remember my my voice was shot. So, like, the first three nights, I was like, fuck, we're on tour. And I would just play the show and then sleep in the van. Remember the very first show? And the Angel game was on. And we got to the, <laughs> we got to the place and we were playing at a bar. And we got there like four hours early. That's, the, the that's when Jake fell. This is the show that we, oh, we, dude, we this, were there. The you sprained oh, your ankle. I, they were there. We were there, dude. <laughs> we played with them. Yeah, that, oh, was, that was in Vacaville. Vacaville, man. Angels were playing. They won it in the ninth. I was going. I was. They were just handing out drinks to the fans. I was like, yeah. And so I go to jump up or whatever it was and then i land and i twist my ankle and weren't you chest bumping somebody yeah <laughs> and jake jumps into action and runs and goes get gets me all this ibuprofen i i <laughs> chug it with a beer and then i'll never forget i'll never forget i thought we were sound checking and apparently because we would start the show by like ringing out and i thought we were sound checking so i'm up there with my foot up on a case because it's like thought it was broken and we hit this note and jake does a punk rock jump and falls right <laughs> into steve's drum set and steve's sitting there with no toms <laughs> just i just remember just hearing all this commotion and turning around jake's on his back he's trying to pick up drums and steve's just looking down steve's at him like, it was like it was one of those things where there's no like you can't play through it. No, it's like no. you can't. It's like it had to stop. Yeah, we had to start all over. Help Jake. <laughs> but luckily, everybody was so hammered at that point yeah. that it was like a yeah, yeah. moment. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I was on a knee. Like I was laughing so I was laughing so hard. It's uh, like ugh. the fact that Jake went straight into the like the first show. <laughs> Straight into a punk rock jump. And he, this was before he lost all his weight, too. He was a big dude. And he went down hard. And I looked back. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Do you, but hold on. Do you remember our first show ever uh, that we played with Terror, Stick to Your Guns, in San Jose? And the Warriors. And, and the Warriors. It was in Santa Cruz. Or Santa Cruz. And Jake had that all-white basketball dude. suit on. He, went angel, he called it Angeled Out or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget. Like, I was wearing these jeans and it had like a big rip in the back, so I kept stepping on them. So I just eventually just ripped and it like flailed out, so I looked like 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 I was part of Nirvana or something. And I was just like, dude, this is so bad. It's so bad. And we we played bad, and then when we drove all the way home, on dude, we're driving down the one, and it's just pouring down rain it's like jurassic park outside yeah. dude and i i let one loose back there <laughs> i was i was on the way back and i it was a bad one man it was a bad fart and i cleared the whole place out damn i remember thinking i was like dude i'm gonna fucking die and this wasn't even one of my shows that's right you were in the van i was too. in the van with you guys dude so was steve uh, was like i got it and like fucking driving like a madman through the rain he's got his starbucks coffee dude, yeah. he's just focused laser focused driving down these fucking like dude. there's literally a cliff next cliff. to us i yeah i was like i'm gonna fucking dude wasn't even my show i didn't have to be here yeah this is what i get for coming out supporting and was it you like was it you the one that said like when i would drive the van 
my head didn't go over the 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 headrest, so it didn't look like anybody. Was, yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like anybody was driving. It was just like ghost riding. Dude, you guys, you guys, you guys were such a funny band for like. <laughs> we were the monsters of hardcore. Dude. <laughs> a thousand percent. I love how you guys like you guys would show up and you guys like size up to the vans and then Jake would be like, "We're easily the heaviest band tonight, <laughs> like pound for pound." Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> dude, there there was this. Um, I've said it before on this podcast, but playing in Creative Void just had to sharpen my wit oh, yeah, and like dude. just get me on my toes for my comebacks because when you're in a van with these dudes, you, Jake, and Steve. It's just a nonstop roast session. Non-stop. Like, I don't know how many times I I heard Chubby Chuck Norris when we look at Shake. <laughs> Chris would call me Rufio. Like, dude, there was a photo. There was a photo of Mike up in the snow, and he's got this mean look on his face, and he's putting on a glove like this. I was like. You wearing the like, green shirt. Yeah, I was like, you look like Fat Rufio's about to do work at a buffet, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, it was it was it was a nonstop roast session. Oh yeah. From the second that we all got together. It was fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. Oh, then you roast our band. It was always fun too. What do you guys call Christian Lamas? Oh Lorenzo. Lorenzo Lamas. Lamas. <laughs> Funny story. Can I here we got time for this. We got time. So we remember when there was like, I think it was the Voodoo guys put on this um this big uh, <clears throat> festival called Corn Fest. It was like in Bullhead City or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and we Fest. played, and I'll never forget. Justin was a knockout, and Justin was was there playing too, and we were me and Justin were like sitting up off the like to the side, and he looks like we're just talking. He looks over and he sees this person with like long kind of flowing hair or whatnot and he goes dude who's that who's that and then like it turns out it's fucking christian <laughs> dude he got that the, he'd get that like at gas stations yeah he'd be like hey and then christian would turn like oh what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> he really did have like beautiful hair yeah just he long flowing locks it, and and, yeah. and you know if you're not looking his long hair would like especially when we had it off like you can't see his shoulders yeah and then like you know Remember when you had long hair? Nope. You said he looked like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. It was it was a time. <clears throat> I I, uh, I I it was the first time I remember I was in the shower and I was like, dude, I have a bunch of hair falling on my head. And I remember thinking like, I'm going bald. This is it. This is it. And so I didn't cut my hair for like two years or something like that. Because that you was just, the reason, Mike. You just committed yeah. to holding it until it was gone. <clears throat> I had no idea. Like I couldn't. For the life of me, figure out why he was growing out his hair. I was like, "Warren, was my hair long when I met you?" Yeah. You met? I thought I met you with long hair. The fuck? That's funny. I, I, this is when Mike and I lived together, and so there were times where I'd see him like, just kind of creeping around upstairs, and he's like just in his boxers, and he's got his long hair. It's all like he just woke up, so it's everywhere. So he kind of looked like a yeti, <laughs> because he, he might just real, real deliberate. Just like dragging my knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I, he had this like computer room and we had 56k. It wasn't even like yeah. And so Mike was just sitting there in this computer chair in his underwear, just hair everywhere. He was playing free cell. While he was to <laughs> I, I always see him in there, man. 
We'd have to take turns because Martha was like printing something out for the next party. Oh man. Yeah. Dude, I like I I joke about this, but dude, that computer cuz like there was a time when there was like faster internet and like eventually Wi-Fi and things like that. We didn't have you it didn't until get it. like way later. So you would download was, something on LimeWire, go to work, come back I mean, and it's yeah. still going. <laughs> Wait, dude, it was patience. It taught me patience. Thousand percent. The fucked up thing though is that it would take that long to download something off LimeWire and then you'd play it and it wouldn't even be the right. Yeah, yeah it'd be something else. <laughs> or or didn't play or, it all. Like, or, yeah. Or have like that stupid like voice throughout it. And yeah. Like, oh, <clears throat> oh man, burn CDs. That was a good time. When you burn CDs. You have a mixtape. Dude, yeah, you just put all your favorite songs on there. I had uh, at one point in time, my dad was like, "I need faster internet." And we got faster internet, and I had a side hustle of burning CDs for people because we had the fast. Dude. <clears throat> so they just give me playlists, and I charge them like ten bucks a CD. Fucking, yeah. That's a steal. Dang, I could have never done that. You, I would have been your business. I would have been fucking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you get these? Offer me. A lot of real shit music. Dude, I remember. Playlists. I remember when MBR would pass out demos. Which I always hated, because I was just, because, like, when I'd see them on the ground, I was like, you motherfuckers, give yeah. it back. Yeah. Like, yeah, just just tell me no. Just tell, yeah, just say no. Give it back to me. So, like, we'd be at shows, and we'd, like, pass them out, and then we'd, we'd like, hang out. <laughs> the show was done, and then we'd walk around, pick up. Bring them back up. Like, oh. <laughs> this, one, this one good. Okay, this one will just, like, it's fine. It's fine. We'd reuse we, it. we did that often enough, even, like, as we were older with Creative Void, that Andy just started telling us, like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, you want to you yeah, come inside? Come on in. Come on in, watch the show. Because he'd just see us at every hardcore show or every big mm. like metalcore show that we go through. We'd just rack of CDs. Mm. <clears throat> and shout out to Steve for driving all the way to ba- from Baldwin Park just to do that with us, like just to burn CDs with us. Steve, Steve would just drive everywhere just because. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why are you doing this? But he liked it. He had a good time. I love Steve. What a dude. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... I was saying this last night, and I, f- I forget, just because, like, Chris is someone who notoriously, like, bounces from things early. Yeah. But, like, incredible work ethic. Crazy to think that he spent how many years manning the Pure Noise tent? Oh, jeez. In the dead of summer? Oh, for, yeah. <laughs> 12, 13, 14. I did a couple of Europe trips. Jake randomly hit me up last, last September. Like, literally gave me 24 hours notice. He goes, our guy went down for Riot Fest. Can you work? And I'm like, yep. So I just flew out to Chicago and did Riot Fest Sick. for him. Um, yeah. But you, I, you've got to hold the record for the most records sold for Pure Noise at this point. I've sold so many records that weren't my own. But there were other people's <laughs> records that Pure Noise gave me. A, you have a, a plaque. Million, million record plaque. Yeah, dude, you had a hand in that. Dude, I remember walking into your house and seeing that for the first time, and I just stared at it. I was like, what the fuck? This is so sick. Yeah. yeah. This is so cool. I couldn't believe it, because it, it was like, <clears throat> I remember I he had me come up and work. You remember that the last year of the Warp Tour? They did it like one on the East Coast, and then like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and one on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I went and worked the West Coast one for Jake. And I heard him talking about like getting all this stuff for like the story so far and all those bigger bands. And I had no idea, but he shipped one to me. And when I got home, it was waiting there for me. And I had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah. And I thought it was strange that why he asked me for my address like a week before, like I flew up, 
I'm like, but I yeah, I had no idea. But it was cool. I still have it. It's in my office right now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I'd like to think MBR contributed at least hundred of those. At least, <laughs> at least, at least, at least, at least. Yeah, man. It was there was so many CDs, like just boxes and boxes of them. And uh, Jake, Jake would always be like. Where it's like four days left of tours. Like, I don't want to bring anything home, man. Just get rid of it. Like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Say less. I, I got started it. doing like, I started playing people rock, paper, scissors and stuff. Because I'm like, if you beat me, you get a free whatever. If, mm-hmm. if, if you lose, you have to buy something. And people ate it up. And Dang. I mean, I gave away a few things, but we made we we made a decent profit. And we got rid of a lot of stuff because of it. Because it was fun for people. Yeah. You know? So what you're saying is you're also awesome at rock, paper, scissors. No, I had my friend. Jake probably took a loss. To be honest with you. Sorry, bud. Sorry, Jake. No, um, it's game a chance, dude. Yeah, you dude. You can't really read anybody. You know, you just go out there and give it your best shot. You're, just, you're gambling. You're a gambling, man. Dude, that that was like, a, I mean, obviously, storage parts probably bigger now, but back then, like they were. That's when they were like the. Yeah, 2012. They were they were like the like they were playing like a side stage. I think it, was, it wasn't the Kevin Says stage, but it was like a. Just like one of the Ernie Ball stage or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and that was like the only, I think we only had, we only had, we had a handful of records, but we only had like three shirt designs or something like that, maybe four shirt designs, and it was, it, Jake was trying to run the label as well as run the Rise Records tent that summer, and so there would be That's times right. where, there would be times where Jake would be like, hey man, I gotta, I gotta go, gotta get out of here. And he would go do some work in the bus or whatever, and I'm left running both. Luckily, Pure Noise wasn't just banging down the door at that time, so I had plenty of time to get over to Rise. But yeah, I'd go run the Rise booth for him, also like, like for like three or four hours. Jeez. Yeah. So, but it was fun. I had a good time. I remember Jake's like, "Can't pay you a whole lot, man, and you're gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna be on a." I was on a bandwagon, but I was with Transit all summer. Who, if you don't know Transit, those guys liked to party yeah it, like not like just like they just like stayed up all they night party, party yeah all night and they would <clears> drink <throat> and vigil from the ghost inside would come on because he's a huge hockey dude and so are the transit guys mm-hmm. and they had like nhl 2012 like on xbox or whatever and so i had the bunk that like doubled as like a couch and so oh, I, you couldn't even sleep. i would be laying there trying to sleep and i got people just like jumping around and everything <laughs> on my bunk i'm like oh well, here we go. Yeah, but that was a really fun summer. <clears throat> yeah. The key, which, you know, I think for you guys in the early days of getting sick, I remember I used to get sick all the time, and I realized it's because I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. And it's because, like, everyone snores. And so I remember the minute, like, the day I bought earplug, Daniel. Dude, Daniel snores. rough. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Um,. But I remember, I remember when I when I started to sleep with earplugs, is when like I stopped getting sick. Game changer. Game changer for me. Yeah, I do the white noise on the phone now. Mm. Oh man, it's like it's glorious. Yeah, it's my. I never thought I'd sleep so hard because of it, but it just knocks me out. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's my mood right now too. Good for you. <laughs> Rama. I know. I was like, can you get him? He's knocking on the door. <laughs> Um, dude, so yeah, kind of going on that no sleeping thing, creative void found, we found ourselves at some very w- weird 
weird and wild places. Like, <clears throat> stories that we probably shouldn't tell on the podcast, but mm. definitely we're not sleeping. <clears throat> yeah, I think the story I can't we can't tell on the podcast, but I can't remember if it was Creative Void or if it was Radio Suicide. It was... Honestly, Actually, I don't remember a whole... The only one that sticks out to me is, remember, when we were on... we I think we were in, like, Oregon or something in some, like, wooded area. We played we played some, like, podunk city, and we sold out of all of our merch before the show started. Everything. Yeah. And then one of the bands, like, came up to us and, like, hey, do you guys need a place to crash? And they were like, yeah, we really would like that. So we followed them out to this... Beautiful area. It might have been in like Washington or something. The, this was in Port. It was in Portland. Portland. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful, and like this super nice house. The guy, the mom and dad were awesome. Turns out the dad is the guitarist of Queensrÿche. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he brewed his own coffee and everything. He made his coffee the next morning and everything. And we had like this whole huge loft area to ourselves. Dude, That's he, really all I remember. He had a like dope ass um, little recording studio, and then we're, he was like. Oh, check out my amps. He opens this door. There's just a wall of fucking yeah. cabs and amps and everywhere. They're all mic'd, so he just shut the door and he would just shred in his little studio. He showed us his Moon Man or whatever, his MTV award. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We are just like... I, and at the time, I had never heard of... I've heard of Queen, but I had never <laughs> heard Queen's of Queen, right? And then I looked him up. I was like, oh, this was like a legit thing. Yeah. Like they, they were a band. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the places we we ended. Do you remember we ended up at that random house in the woods where the guy would carve bears? Nope. You you slept in the van that night because you didn't want to be around the people that were partying. I slept in the van a lot. Even though <laughs> I, was no say, I was like, this is kind of a move. Yeah, like my move was like after we'd finished playing, I'd just go sit in the van. And I wouldn't come out. Yeah. And I'd sleep in the van every single night, and it's just because like that's how like when I'm tired and I'm done, I'm just done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't remember. Wood carving bears. There was a dude that carved bears, um, like those bear statues that you can buy for like your yard. Really? He just carved bears, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't kinda, remember. Kind of random. That. I don't remember that at all. <clears throat> but didn't was that? Wait, I do remember someone named. Yeah, that, that was that night. House? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was definitely. In the <laughs> yeah. Band. What a night. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I. I did. I don't know what happened just because I was in the van all night. Mm. So you guys and your carved bears. Yeah. That was a. We had to leave early that night. Say that. Oh, I do remember. We in the middle. Of, I was sleeping, and in the middle of the night, we just all right. We're 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 mobile. We're rolling. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I know the story. Martin, you know the story? I know this. Yeah. Only there's only a few times where we're like, we got kicked out of somewhere. And it wasn't just us. It was like everyone got kicked out. So I don't want to say like we got kicked out. I feel like we were always pretty good about places yeah. we stayed. <laughs> but we like stayed at this one house. I may have told the story, but it was uh, it was us, Hundredth. Who else was it? Was it Gideon? It's the house where I don't know if Martin has. I don't know if Martin remembers, but you will. It's the house that we like. We went. It's like the big property. They had a bunch of food and drinks for us. And it was like this awesome time. And then at some point in the night, like something turned. And like the family like didn't want anyone there anymore. Like was kicking everyone out. Also, that was the night that like one of the dudes from 100s had a taser. Oh, Kills and Thrills. I think it was us, Kills and Thrills and 100s. And like one of the dudes had a taser. <laughs> I was going around tasing everybody. 
Oh shit. We had a taser on our first tour. We did. So we would we would do we did this like a scavenger hunt. We had this whole list and everything, and whoever got the most points at the end, the band who lost had to pay for a barbecue for the other band. And one of them, you get five points for every time you tased. You got tased. Yeah, um, we got Austin a lot. <laughs> we got Austin a lot. Yeah. Austin licked the front bumper of the van Ugh. after after being on the road. There was some uh, there was some wild things on that list. I did something <laughs> in Subway that um, it took all three of us. It was a group effort. It was a group yeah. effort. I know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a well. That was a nice Subway too. Oh, Jake was so mad at us though. He was a big Subway fan at the time. I think he was, I think he was, going, for, I think he was going for a sponsorship. Like, that's and he was so mad at us, though. He's like, you can't be doing that. And we're like... It's on the... It's on the... It's on the thing. It's, yeah, on, we, the, it's yeah. on the scavenger. It's on the scavenger. And we, every, we had those flip cameras. Yep. We, we had, you had to record it in order to get points for it. Oh, dude. Yeah. Do you remember the... Like, they were so shitty. But you could just take them everywhere and you record everything. Oh, they were great for the time. Yeah. I yeah. Felt like I felt like I had a... Full on, yeah, real camera and capturing good video. Yeah, and... Spike Lee, man, you can get all these different angles. Dude. Yep. I wonder what happened to Flip. <laughs> oh, uh, iPhone just took over. Yeah, iPhones, GoPros, yeah. all the above. <clears throat> well, you want to get out of here? Yeah, we got some food. Prepared. Yeah, uh, I got a pee. In oh yeah, shit. <laughs> um, I ordered us. Pizzas. I will be here in about 15 minutes. Oh, sick. Or in TMing the situation. Oh, man. <laughs> man. From from Dave's New York Pizza Place? Yeah. Woo! Okay. Uh, okay. Before we go, two things. Mm-hmm. We'll go quick. We have our mental health check, then we have our song. Our song oh, yeah. Uh, mental health check is where we like to check in weekly, see where we're at mentally. Uh, that way, if we're doing anything that's helping us, what are we, you know, what are we doing? And if we're if we're uh, maybe in a funk, maybe what's going on, or what are we neglecting to do that is maybe keeping us in that funk? So who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first. Me go first. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, it's been a, it was a really crazy week last week. Um, I was out of my house a lot because like my family had COVID, <laughs> like everybody. Um, and, but, uh, even though I was out, I still got to do, um, I've been trying to get myself in shape for these shows coming up. Um, and so that's, a, that's helpful for me to get to sing. And then, uh, also what was going on? Burner state stuff is finally done or like it's, it's been kind of, it's basically been done, but now it's like kind of like done, done. So that's, that's nice. And then our, our other band has some. Some some jams that we have we're working on, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, and then just yeah, just a lot of prepping for for August and all that kind of stuff is good for me mentally. So good, doing pretty well. Good, doing pretty well. Christopher, where are you at? Mm. So I feel good. Um, uh, ever since I I've, I've become real anxious since we've had Taylor. Like so, it's one of those like I'm always like worried that she's going to hurt herself or worried that something's going to happen like before you have a family and everything like that you you just you don't have a whole lot of cares and then when you are responsible for lives you're just like on it so but um Kristen is like 
super good about being patient with me because sometimes I'll get a little uppity and, and I'm just like, and Kristen was just like, hey man, we just need to, let's just breathe and calm down. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, being around, like being around Taylor has like, it, it's, it's made me anxious, but it's also made me like much more patient mm-hmm. and just like very like, I feel good. Like I having all the girls in the house and everything like that, I feel real good about things. So, um, she's starting to like walk and she's starting, which makes me even more anxious because I don't want her to <laughs> run into anything. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're, you, you see that she's progressing as like a little, she's turning into a little human. Yeah. You know, so it just, it makes you feel good. Do, do you have multiple stories in your house? Yeah. Two stories? So yeah, she, she up and down the stairs, stairs. man. Yeah. We have to like kind of, she crawls up the stairs and I just kind of, we kind of walk behind her just to make sure she doesn't. She goes up the stairs real well. Won't come down the stairs. Mm. She'll do the whole trust fall. But it's real good. Kristen is a, a godsend because she's super, super patient and she's knows what she's doing. Because I'm, I'm freestyling. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've I've found like, you know, obviously they're not my kids, but my nieces for me like. I feel like I'm way, way more patient now with, like, kids crying and stuff. Because mm. I just put myself in, like, the time when, like, I'm, like, whenever my nieces would cry, I'm, like, it's weird that this doesn't bother me. And then I'm, like, it's because they're my nieces. Yeah. And then, like, kind of having to, like, have that feeling whenever, like, like I'm out somewhere and I hear mm-hmm. a kid going crazy. I'm, like. Yeah, it's, like, just... you get to a point you realize, like, they don't, it's not, they don't want to cry. Yeah. You know, they yeah. don't want, they're, they're not purposely doing anything. You know, this is how they communicate. And it took me a while to get there, too, because I was just like, I, would get, I was like, why, why are you crying? What's wrong? But then that's how they communicate. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and, then, and then when you see them in outfits that you got them. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Well, <clears throat> Michael, where, where are you at? Uh, I've been good. Um, Just kind of... Uh, Kind of going with the flow with things, been wheeling and dealing on a bunch of uh, all this, you know, guitars and gear and stuff like that. Um, it's funny because me and Ryan are in this like obsessive uh, like search to put together like what we're going to do for a live rig. We don't even have any shows <laughs> lined up, but we're just both nerding out on like, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do for these songs and shit? So um, <clears throat> that's been fun. And then, uh, yeah, just work has been, work has been a little crazy. Like I have, um, we have a new higher class and, and it's been this, this class has definitely tested my patience a little bit. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Is, is it cause is it the class or is it because it's been so freaking hot this week? It's it, well, part of it's, it's been so freaking hot that it's like, everything's uncomfortable. Like everywhere you go, um, and then also like we just like the the personalities in this class we'll say are like um, are are all over the place. So it's like you know navigating that whole situation has been very interesting for me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, man, I'm, I've been I've been good, just chilling, chilling, and notice the grindstone again, and you know figuring out as we go. Mm. <clears throat> Song for the week. Song for the week. So we uh, we have a, a playlist for the podcast, mm-hmm. and we just we just 
we just pick a song. It doesn't have to be anything with mental health or whatever. It could be a song that you're feeling, a song that you maybe you're jamming this week, or just a song that you just want to we want you want people to hear. I don't know if you're ready for him to put Dave Matthews band on our walking blind playlist. I'm not above it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Whatever to you. whatever our whatever our guest wants to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. You remember the American Gladiators thing where they say like if they blink a lot, you know, they're not going to make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You just blinked an awful lot. Yeah, I, lot. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I like, you know what? I'll, if fair is fair. Uh, I like, I do, I do like, uh, it's crash. Hmm? You, no hits, Mike. Come on. Besides only. Okay. Well then I can't, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. But I, I, I mean, you got, yes, pick. I have a, Mine this week has been uh, Ignite, uh, Nothing Can Stop Me. Yes. It's been my little little anthem yes. this week. Michael's like, he's like, I'm listening to a lot of Ignite. I was like, really? Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. I, well, I, I text Mike and I go, how did I not know that Ignite's uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday cover was this good? He's like, welcome, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> There's snacks in the back. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I love that. I love that cover. Mm-hmm. That band's pretty cool. I like that band a little bit. Um, Christopher, do you have a do you have a jam coming to mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been really into this like kid named Knox. Mm. Dude, Knox, you showed me Knox. Yeah, he's like he just he released like a little EP earlier this year, and it's just he's got some jams. Um, this one, uh, Time Machine, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Kid's gonna blow up. He's gonna be the next big. I'm like, I'm a huge 1975 fan, mm-hmm. and like these guys, this he's kind of like state champs meets 1975. It's really good. So yeah, I've played some of the Knox songs in the car. Yeah. Um, after Williams put me onto it, I was like, oh fuck. This yeah, this guy can yeah. rip. So it's fun. Nice. Martin hates it. <laughs> oh stop! <laughs> I listen to it. Remember the song about sneakers? Yeah, that's that's a little. It's a good jam. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of hey man sneakers. Yeah. Um. So this weekend, I'm going to Tacoma for the No Effects. Uh, I didn't realize that was this weekend this until weekend. you were texting earlier. Yeah. Um. And so the albums they're playing, they're playing, they're playing Punk and Drublick and Wolves and Wolf and Wolf, Wolf and Wolves Clothing, and um. And so, you know, Linoleum, like, not Linoleum, but uh, Punk and Drublick is, like, one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah. But that being said, so this past week, I've been trying to like, listen to a lot more Wolves. Like, I forgot That's a really good freaking record. good that album is. Yeah. Um, man, uh, so part of me wants to, cause, just because, like, part of me wants to say, like, you know, because if anyone's c- coming in for the first time and they hear No Effects, I want them to hear, like, a No Effects Right, a classic. A classic. Yeah, you know, like I want to say, like, like, like stick, like leave it alone. I was gonna say, something. uh, leave it alone. It's like one of my favorite songs or linoleum, mm-hmm. but like, man, the man I killed. Great jam. Great jam. Uh, sixty percent reprise. Sixty percent is so good. Both of them, but yeah. re- reprise for me is like, like that's. That's no effects in the sense of, like, that's, like, them being able to just, like, literally be, like, this is what the fuck we are. This is what the fuck we do. Like, is, is Cool and Unusual Punishment on that record? Yes. That's such a good song. Dude. And, uh, Benny, the whole album, Benny Got Blown Up. Mm-hmm. 
which is a great song. Um, is that Tegan and Sarah song on that record too? He has a song. I think so. He has a song about the time the creeped first time out. he met. Yeah, creeped out. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah. Man, I, what a good record. But um, well, you know what? Let's I want to oh, let's throw in sixty percent the reprise. Because right. that's the one when he talks about how like there's basically like right, they own their own label, they don't have management, so they basically can do 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 whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They have a cool line. He's like, uh, uh, "Vacations are a write off, and so is going out." <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm sure at some point we'll put a classic on there. Like, yeah, it'll, it'll make it. Relieved, yeah, but. <clears throat> you guys yeah. pick these cool punk rock jams that I come in with. If it makes you feel better, we don't always pick some. Players. We have John Farnham on there. <laughs> Break the ice. <laughs> I got a, I got Birdie on there. Mm. All right, all right. So, um, but dude, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, dude, I had a great time. Did we? I'm so stoked we were able to make this happen when we were here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's eat and let's be merry. Well. Uh, for us, uh, follow us at Walking Blind Pod everywhere. WalkingBlindPod at gmail.com for the uh, the email. WalkingBlindPod.com uh, if you want to check out the resources and everything like that. Uh, once again, we're getting ready to throw some updates on there with the upcoming No Bragging Rights tour mm-hmm. um, and shows that are lined up. So keep an eye out for that. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, um, you know, if you want to buy a house. You want to refinance your, your place? You want to plug anything, Christopher? Level up. I do mortgage loans <laughs> in the state of California, if you guys are interested. It's a great time to buy. Interest rates are near 7%, 8%. Let's do it. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.